When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to Glory! Put them together for Tuesday on B&E Show. The people, Ty Henderson with us as well. Historic uh, or tremendous performances in the NBA last night. Couple of games, couple of great finishes. One in overtime. Also uh, historic in Major League Baseball. The Astros ran into that red-hot Rays squad and got... Buzz Saad. We'll get you details on the record they set last night. Also, big issues at Colorado. How about 18 players in the transfer portal for Deion, for Deion Sanders? The Aaron Rodgers deal is done. And, Buck, we've got uh, Jerry Jones saying Jerry Jones things. Love that. Can I play this for you? I love this because, you know, Jerry likes to tell jokes. He's 80 years old now. He can do that. Yes. But his team hasn't sniffed a Super Bowl in a quarter century. But um, That is the real joke. And, well, here's... <laughs> Here's Jerry Jones yesterday. So it's Jerry, Stephen, and Mike McCarthy sitting at a table. Of course, Big Macs between the the father and the son. And here was Jerry. He likes to yuck it up with the media, make some jokes before they get going. And here was uh, Jerry's joke yesterday. Drafting's not our problem. Coaching is. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to get everybody. (laughs) There it is. Drafting's not he a problem. Was that the last comment they had, too? Because he just said that and got up, slapped McCarthy on the chest. Walked away. <laughs> yeah. Walked away. Oh, man. That was the end of the press conference. That's great. And McCarthy's like, what? Come on, man. He just chuckled. He did chuckle. He did. Mike's oh. looking for a tight end Look in this draft. He's going to throw his, his hat in the ring for a tight end. I've been saying that for two months, nope. tight end. Nope. Hope not. You guys have been poo-pooing my tight end idea. I'd be very disappointed if that happens. Well, I don't, I think Unless you get Dalton Kincaid. I don't think you should. I think if you got Michael Mayer, I think you'd be very happy. Michael Mayer is a dynamic player. Um, he's got some Travis Kelsey tendencies to him. That's how they used him at Notre Dame, all over the field. Different, you know. He can. He's a really, really. You, you watch a lot of Notre Dame football. I have, dog. I've watched him play, and he's he's a dynamic weapon, right? He's a really good route runner. They can line hand. up outside as a wide receiver. Yeah, he's one of their. He's their best passing weapon at yep. Notre Dame. Uh, so I, I don't think you should be frustrated if they do. If, and again, if they take the guy I've talked about, Darnell Washington out of Georgia, they could actually trade downs to get him. I just, you know, Mike McCarthy said yesterday, you can you can only you can never have too many big bodies. Essentially, is what he said when you want to be a running team. And I, I don't think you should be mad about that. I know tight end's not a sexy position, but in that team with what they are looking for, and Dalton Schultz now in Houston, if you could upgrade from Dalton Schultz to a better tight end, all around tight end, yeah. Hey, Dalton Schultz was all all receiver, and he didn't block anybody. Travis Kelsey came out and said that Jake Ferguson could be the the next young great tight end in the league. Did Jake Ferguson go to Wisconsin? Yes. Yeah. Well, Travis Kelsey went to Cincinnati. I don't know. But, you I, mean the Jake Ferguson that already plays with the Dallas Cowboys? How does he know Jake Ferguson? Probably from because he goes to that tight end camp thing that they yeah. do. 
tight end school. They or know. Whatever. I mean, if anybody knows, I mean, they're like what we've talked about it before. There's only what one or one to three tight ends in the league that make a true like difference. They're difference makers. Well, they elevate their offenses. Yeah, and they just gave one away. I'm not away. saying Jake Ferguson's going to be that guy next year. And the Cowboys just gave one away. But do you waste – no, Dalton Schultz wasn't one of those guys that elevates your team to the next level. I don't, I, I don't think – He's the second-leading receiver on the Yeah, team. I know, but he's not Travis Kelsey, and he's not – I mean, even well, there George Kittle. Well, there's not a lot Kittle. of those. There's, I mean, That's what I'm saying. So are you going well, to use a first-round draft pick on a – you know? Well, uh, I mean, if you're following the draft evaluations, there's a lot of people who believe that there are a couple of tight ends in this draft who could be like him. And the, and the last two drafts there have been zero. I mean, last year I remember going into the draft and, and hearing and believing there wasn't a draftable tight end on the first day or two. There just wasn't. Now, this year there's four. And so it might be the year to get one. But when's the last time drafting a tight end in the first round worked worked out? A tight end in the first round. Well, okay, well, but um, I'll have to think about that. But I mean, the last guy that went in the first round was TJ Hawkinson. And he's a good player. He's good, but he I mean, he got traded from the well, team that drafted him three years in. Well, because they didn't draft him. Uh, they, uh, they, they weren't there when the draft pick was made, but Hawkins and the Minnesota Vikings were all too happy to get him. Now, he went in the top ten, by the way, which I think is probably early. Where the Cowboys are drafting at 26, oh, yeah. that's the perfect spot uh, because – you know the, the 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 premier players at the at the elite positions, right? Tackles are usually off the board by then. The corners, the pass rushers are usually all gone by twenty six. Bijan's likely to be gone, so you know you're going to have a chance to take one of those top two or three tight ends. I have no problem with it at all for that team. What they need, I, if they take one of those top tight ends, I think it would be a really Especially good. Especially if they if they take a tight end that can can catch and block. Yep, I think it's similar. And they really want to run the ball. It's similar to drafting a running back in the first round. Yeah, but if he makes, I just don't. Think I, you I do really, it. you can, it can make your team better. But for the value, like when I think of a first round pick, I think of a guy that's going to be on your team for at least ten years. Well, yeah, making a, tight, a really good tight end could be on your team. But like for I 10 said, years. when's like the crapshoot with tight ends? I mean, you got Eric Ebron who went in the top ten. Um, well, that was a workout. Who's freak. the guy that like that pick? The either. guy that's on the Jags that played for the Giants. They drafted him. Evan in the Ingram. First, they drafted him in the first round. You see a lot of these freakish athletes at the tight end position get drafted early. Kevin Ingram's still hanging around. How no, I mean, that, was that? and they're all good players. But I, I guarantee you, if you go back and ask. Any of those those GMs, if they made the right move drafting a tight end that high, I mean, we can twenty six isn't that high. The guys you're talking about were top ten, top twelve picks. That's true. Yeah, and the twenties is. I remember when Vernon Davis out of Maryland went in the top in, in, in number seven, I believe it was. I I don't believe in that, and that's kind of the same thing with running back. But I think we talk about the Eagles and maybe even the Falcons could be in a different place with Bijan this year. But at twenty six, I mean, that's. I mean, most teams are past their their players that they have a first round grade on anyhow. And the, they're moving on to the second, third, right? Player. Because a team, but most teams will will grade players, and twenty guys will have first round grades. But guess what? When you're at twenty six, and there's still a guy with one of your first round grade guys is there, even if he's a tight end, that's a good value. I mean, and obviously the Cowboys reached for most people last year on Tyler Smith at guard and tackle, but he turned out to be a really good pick. And I think you'll see that run on tight ends even once that starts in the twenties too. Oh, Kyle Pitts also. Kyle I Pitts forgot about him, but that's an, another top ten guy that. I mean, he has a lot of potential, but he hasn't quite panned out. In the but all of those guys went early because of their receiving ability and the matchup Freaky they can pitch, yeah. These guys we're talking about are all 250 pounds or more, and they all can block. I mean, Dalton Kincaid is probably the least of the of the good blockers, but Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, uh, Luke Musgrove out of, out of uh, Oregon State. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys can all – they're all 255 and above. Uh, Darnell Washington's 265, 270, and these guys can run and they can block. That's why I like them a lot, and I don't think it would be a bad pick for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's get to those headlines, trending topics to launch this uh, morning. It's a busy one for sure. Top Gun, Equipment Rentals bring you the news. Start with the uh, NBA's playoffs. 
pair of games last night, pair of tremendous performances and finishes. Jimmy Butler, how about him? 56 points at 22 in the first quarter and then led the Heat back from 12 down with six minutes to play and do a victory over the uh, top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks, 119-114 in Game 4. They have now put the Bucks a, a loss away from elimination. Six-time All-Star hit 19 of his 28 shots. He had nine boards to give Miami, uh, again, a 3-1 advantage in that series Game 5 set for Wednesday. In L.A., meanwhile, the Lakers, LeBron James made the tying layup, layup with .8 seconds left in regulation, then scored four of his 22 points in overtime lead the Lakers to a 117-111 win over Memphis. They, too, own a 3-1 series in uh, lead in that series. King James finished with 22 points and 20 rebounds. It's his first 2020 game of his 20-year career. News out of Houston from the NBA. Rockets are going to hire former Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka. 45-year-old replaces Stephen Silas, who was fired earlier this month. College football news. Former Texas wide receiver Brennan Thompson, who entered the transfer portal right ahead of the spring game, announced yesterday that he is committing to Oklahoma. 5'10", 170-pound speedster from Spearman, Texas. will have three years of eligibility remaining in Norman. Thompson ranked as the third available player in the transfer portal rankings. Curious college football story developing in Boulder, Colorado. Deion Sanders and the uh, Buffaloes played their spring game in front of a packed house and the national TV audience on Saturday. Program, though, dealt a significant blow on Monday. Word, according to Max Olson of TheAthletic.com, that 18 Buffalo scholarship players have entered the transfer portal coming out of that spring game, including several of their key offensive weapons and all 31 players have entered the portal and since the primetime took over. Major League Baseball, Astros became the latest team to get rocked by the record-setting Rays in Tampa. Uh, they jumped all over Houston starter Jose Arquiti last night, tagged him for two in the first, four more in the third, rolled to an 8-3 win. It's their 14th straight home win to start the season. That ties the modern record. How about the Rays? They've won 20 of their first 23 games. Frustrating loss for the Rangers last night. They cough up two in the eighth and uh, a run in the ninth to lose and Cincinnati 7-6 to six in the opener of that three-game series. NFL finally a done deal. After all the speculation and negotiations, the Packers are trading quarterback Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Teams will swap first-round picks Thursday night in the first round. Jets will also send a second and a sixth-round pick in this weekend's draft to Green Bay. And then a conditional 2024 second-rounder that could become a first-round pick. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a fool this month. Come to Top Gun for great deals on steel lawn equipment and Toro, Hustler, and Gravely Mowers to kick off spring. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Am I to believe you there's a possibility of a Boston College wide receiver being drafted in Zay the Flowers. first round? In Zay the first Flowers. round? Zay Flowers. He's probably the, you know, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best receiver, period. Uh, I think he comps with Justin Jefferson. And I think because he didn't play this year at all, people have kind of forgotten just how good he is. Uh, but if you look at the size and the measurables and everything he did at the combine and his workouts, it's, it's Justin Jefferson all over again. But then behind him, you're talking about Quentin Johnson from TCU. Mm-hmm. Who there's some question Tall, on more yeah. of a long strider, and then you know, I think a lot of people thought watching Quentin Johnson from Temple, Texas, on tape that he was going to go to the combine and be six four. He was just six two, so he's not as tall as you think. But boy, he plays big. Uh, but at the same time, there's some sometimes he doesn't, doesn't catch the ball. He's up and down as a player, uh, and maybe a bit of a long strider. Uh, Zay Flowers is the quick guy. I mean, he is just lightning quick. Um, you know, he's I if he stays in New England. You see, he, I think I think Quentin Johnson's going to New England. He seems like one of those receivers they draft in the first round that never pans out. Uh, well, remember they mm, took Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor last year right. pretty early on day two. They've taken Jacoby Myers in years past. Uh, Jacoby Myers a free agent, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he left. I don't think they drafted no, he's gone because they because they signed Juju Smith Schuster uh, to a big deal. Yeah, Juju which, is in New England. Oh man, yeah. So I think. Uh, but I, oh, they, Zay, want to try to have, they want to help Jones. So well, Zay Flowers is one of those guys. Andy Reid would love to have Zay Flowers fall all the way to the to the uh, Chiefs. I mean, that guy. Is, they just never stop working on offense, do they? Well, when you have Patrick Mahomes and you you 
want to give him as many toys to play with, especially inexpensive toys. They lost a few guys this offseason, too. Yeah, they Juju's, lost Miko Hardman. Yeah, and Hardman, you're right. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to keep, keep that. Where did Hardman end up? Did he end up in with the Jets? Yeah. They they promise him to be more of a just a gadget jet sweep guy. Yeah, even though there's right. like six starting well, yeah, receivers on that the, roster uh, now. The Jets traded Elijah Moore, their receiver, yeah, was a good player, to, back, yeah. to the Browns for a second round pick so that they could finish off this Aaron Rodgers trade and still have a second round pick, which they did uh, that yesterday, and then uh, they signed Michael Hardeman the next day. So uh, again, uh, Chiefs, we got to have weapons for your player. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, best player at that position, and maybe ever, he's on that way, on that track. You better give him weapons as you lose them. Uh, so, yeah. that And Zay Flowers, I mean, would he get that far? I don't know. There's people who think the Giants could take him earlier. Um, you know, he's a really – and by all accounts, Zay Flowers, at Boston College, he didn't get to feature it maybe as much in that, they never that had offense. A, they haven't had a quarterback. That's... No, not a real dynamic passing mm-hmm. offense. But his workouts have been great. Like, just – you know, tremendous. So he, he, those are your top three wide receivers on the board. But overall, this wide receiver class, it's, not, it's, it's okay. No, it's, no, I, so I'll be on record and say I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be a star. I really do. I think I think he's that good. Uh, I do. Th- look, I know we talk about a lot that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave both said when they were playing together, man, he's better than us. And those guys are both studs. I think Jigba's awesome. Now, his one question is toughness. I think he should have probably got himself healthy last year and tried to help that Ohio State team, but he shut it down. Once he pulled that hamstring the second time. Well, he stopped playing school. I and he stopped that. going to school. That's correct. And he was ready for the school? next School? But he's out of Rockwall, Texas. About? And that dude can play. Hey, can we play this for you? Because yesterday we talked a lot about C.J. Stroud and the uh, S2 cognition test and how it may have uh, dropped his value and what people see him as a quarterback. Can I play this? Because, you know, it's fair to give equal sides. Yesterday, the Pat McAfee show got a hold of this owner of this uh, – the company that puts this test out, and they 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 administer it either at the the, the combine or the senior bowl, and C.J. Stroud took, and others took theirs at the senior bowl, the All Star game, and, and then at the combine, and here is and this is all about the, that cognitive test, right? The forty five minute laptop mm-hmm. test that measures, you know, processing and how quickly your brain reacts to to things. And here was uh, the owner of the company on the Pat McAfee show trying to explain uh, just his side of this, and he, he hopes that it doesn't hurt anybody's value. The Stroud one was being used against them. And I know that that is not what you guys wanted at all. Where do the leaks come from, you think? Are the leaks accurate? And what should we take from that particular leak? Yeah. So I will say from the outset here that, um, yeah, the day that that happened, that those leaks happened, my phone was blowing up from general managers um, and, and, and our attorney. And so we can't speak on specifics. What I will say is the list of scores that I have seen two of those scores are not accurate. They're not accurate at all. Um, And some of the reason could be for narrative purposes. The other reason is that they don't have context. So somebody could have gotten a list of very early scores. One of the athletes on that particular list I know um, had a difficult time making his way to the All-Star game. Things were delayed. Uh, He was in high demand. He was hungry, tired. It was 11 p.m., didn't want to do what he was frustrated. We administered the test because we're asked to. Uh, we knew at that point in time, hey, we're gonna we'll get you again. We'll get you at your at your pro day, your thirty visit. We did that, and his score is significantly higher than what is being reported in the media. Okay, so That's I'm just Stroud. saying that. I'm not saying that it was CJ Stroud. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 I'm saying. Just that for context purposes, the scores that were leaked, there are a couple of them that are that are inaccurate, and there needs to be context behind that. Okay, which right, we, we appreciate that. Uh-huh. It sounds like every time I took a test in college. Yeah, when we said that yesterday. Or sleepy or tired. 
Look, I, yesterday when we discussed it, I talked about Bob McGinn being the source of this main story, and that guy's got 40 years of credibility covering these drafts and talking to people. Doesn't mean he didn't get some bad information, but he's been as, as rock solid as you can get. This isn't, uh, you know, Brady Quinn or one of those guys throwing out a piece of information and, and don't know. I trust Bob McGinn, but at the same time, there's the owner of the company, and let's be fair, he's defending his company. He doesn't want he wants this company to grow, and he wants to make sure quarterbacks right. go back and still take this test, um, and know that their their information is not going to be leaked. Uh, but again, no matter what the, the scores were, and and how many times a player took the test, and what their 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 outcome was, the teams know that the teams have those sure. pieces of information, and they'll use it as a data point in their evaluation of the athlete. But I think that's fair to, to play the owner's side of this thing too. So, uh, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. Obviously, Bryce Young, uh, all that uh, will be playing out on Thursday night. But, uh, yes, so we'll see. Where does it go? Because, again, yesterday after all the conversation, we had it and it was across the country that maybe the that C.J. Stroud even drops beyond, beyond you know, the fourth pick. And maybe the, the Texans don't take a quarterback. Uh, Carolina, excuse me, Carolina takes Bryce Young, and then Indianapolis takes Will Levis, and then the slide could be on for C.J. Stroud. Um but we'll see. That's why it's such an unpredictable first round of the draft, maybe more than we've seen in a long, long time uh, in this draft coming up. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Buck, we're going to back. Uh, we're going to play, play some of the highlights from our conversations uh, around the Big Twelve yesterday. We went to Lubbock and talked to Chris Level. Uh, he'll let us know why there's so much optimism in Lubbock with Joey McGuire in year two. Also, uh, we talked to Tyler McComas in Norman, Oklahoma. I was stunned by this, that there's an actually potentially a quarterback controversy in Norman with Dylan Gabriel, who might have been the best quarterback in the in the conference last year. And then in Waco, they have serious uh, quarterback concerns, and I don't know if they've solved them yet. So we'll hear that coming up. And we're also talking NFL and the NBA. Hey, T.Y., uh, Who's more likely to finish off these series, uh, the Miami Heat or the L.A. Lakers? L.A. Lakers. Ooh, knock it And out I, the... I, I, I did bet on the Bucks to win that series yesterday. Oh. Bad timing. And they were up Bad 12. Timing. Well, if the Bucks don't close it out, remember they're the one seed, best record in the league. Giannis is mm. back last night, no pun intended, with the back injury. But, Buck, I mean, you can't, you can't cough up a 12-point lead in the last six minutes. No, you have to win that game last night. And you wonder if that come back, comes back to bite him because now the Heat, with a guy like Jimmy Butler who's feeling it, have three chances to knock you out. Uh, you got to win all three or else your, your season is over. But they could easily do. Going Which they could do, yeah. no question. But all it takes is Jimmy Butler to go 56 again. I mean, he's a great playoff player. Well, once you get started, you're talking when a guy gets on a roll. And the Bucks play some pretty good defense. I mean, they've got uh, the Drew Holidays and the uh, two big men they underneath. Got dudes that can guard. And it's yet... the only team in the NBA playoffs that's both top five defensively and offensively efficiency wise. Yeah. Who? Milwaukee. Or... Yeah, Milwaukee. Well, but again, it's the playoffs, and that one last night because if they take that game, it's two two. They're going back home. They're in a good place. But now you're giving a, a a veteran team with a great player three chances to knock you down, and they you can win two of those. And Jimmy Butler goes crazy. And all of a sudden, your season's over. That last six minutes last night, you hope, if you're a Bucks fan, doesn't come back to, to, to take you out. And the Lakers, you know, big overtime win. You know, LeBron makes the bucket at the buzzer to get them to OT, and, and then they, they, they win that. That was a game where Memphis felt like they had it. They got John Morant back. And um, this is that's more about Memphis missing like a quarter of their roster going yeah. into the series than it is the Lakers being really good. I'm going to tell you all that right now. The okay. Lakers are not going to go past this round. I mean, the next round, sorry. Well, speaking of that, the Clippers, they're going to get knocked out by the Suns because Kawhi Leonard, sister's going to jail, and he's uh, hurt, and Paul George isn't ready. They're going to, how about this? How about this sentence? The Clippers will rely on Russell Westbrook and Norman Powell. 
Try to beat They've been Kevin showing up. I try mean, to, but to, to try to beat Kevin Durant and they, Devin Booker. They're not going to win, but <laughs> I mean, besides the Russell Wilson's three for nineteen performance in, in Game One, where he did still have the game ceiling block, he's he's been playing. And then try to very get a fight hard. with a fan in a suite. Yeah, he's been playing very hard. I've got to give him credit. And Norman Powell, he dropped forty two points earlier in the series. So I mean, I I think that's like a ten point line right now. I mean, I'd think about taking the Clippers in that in that matchup. I'll, when do I'll I get to see this dude Fox play again? This broken fingers, yeah. broken fingers. Just the tip of his just index. The just the tip. Just the tip. Really, just the tip of that fourteen uh, incher you had last night there, Ty. Pizza. Yeah. Right, let's come back. We will hit the, uh, the college football conversation. He took all fourteen of it. I, mean, I can't believe the whole pizza. that. The whole pizza in one sitting Deep dish and some wings. Deep and dish. So don't forget the wings. He took another six. Yeah, After the 14. Shout out to Conan's Pizza, though. I don't know how I didn't try that place until a few months ago, but it is by far my favorite pizza in Austin. Conan's? Deep I ne- dish? I never had had deep dish before. Go to Chicago. Really? Try Chicago style. All right, coming back, we'll hit this college football conversation. And we'll also hit some salacious gossip and your blitz before the end of the hour. It's B&E on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. All right, Buck, tip for kids in the car line. Yeah, man, I got one for you, kids. Whether you're competing or living, just life in general, this is for you too, Ty. You're either winning or you're what? Losing. No, you're learning. You're either winning or you're learning. You're never really losing, E. No losers out there. We're not giving out second place and third and fourth places, but I'll just say this. You're either winning or you're learning. You should be learning. From your losses. You can take a lot from it. Like Ty, when he, when he gambles and loses, you know, you learn. But the guy doesn't ever lose, it seems like now. Yeah. It's been it's been at least a month. He's on a run. Since a, a well, run. I mean, not every game, but I'm I'm positive every week. Wow. Yeah, see? Because you've learned. Because you've learned. So you get to that bad foot, weeks. Well, you get to that football <laughs> season when it matters. Ooh. That's when you're like, oh, my goodness. Well, and it's also you've learned to listen to Tom McKay's hockey picks and Rodney Rodriguez's NASCAR picks. Hey, I, like I said, he I does pick, have some mentors. I picked that NASCAR race, dang, by myself last weekend. And look out, I'll, I'll have a pick for you. What are, what are those? What are, what are the best paying? Is it NASCAR and and golf? golf it's about the same. Good. That's why is I like it? it. Yeah, as far as the odds go, but it's hmm. quicker. You know, if you're if you're betting on golf, it's like you have to wait the whole weekend. With NASCAR, you know, you, it's kind of like a football game where you're sitting down for sure. three hours and. You'll figure it out. Or you're taking that 26-minute nap. But it also, you know, like this Sunday, my Kyle Busch, he didn't lead the entire race until overtime, led for a lap, and won and out of nowhere. See, that's lucky. <laughs> that's not driving, isn't it? That's just luck. I, I was happy about, about it. You just missed out on the crash. That's just luck. Yeah, I don't, Yeah, I couldn't do that. Um, gosh, I can't remember the last time I actually made a wager. I know we are doing, though, Ty. We're going to look up that schedule of the Colorado Buffaloes. And win, win, if win. You, if you had to guess the point spread on that week one matchup with TCU. I'm going to say TCU favored by 10, 10 and a half to 14. Points. It's got to be more. 10 and a half to 14. To 14. Well, both teams up. have a lot of questions. TCU's replacing everybody. Uh, they're best players at every position. But, well, um, Colorado has replaced. Well, Colorado, uh, they're replacing uh, their roster. Yeah, uh, a college team with a Pop Warner team. Yeah, we're going to have to see that coming up in about 130 days. Texas, uh, TCU, and Colorado. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, speaking of college, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets now. He's going back to his college number at Cal. Remember when he was number eight with the Cal Bears back in the day? Remember when he popped off about Mac Brown back in the day? Remember that whole deal? Because when the Longhorns went to the Rose Bowl in 2004, the year before they won the Natty, 
Cal was on the collision course to get to the net, to that Rose Bowl. And remember, Mac Brown kind of lobbied and politicked for Texas to get that bid, and it uh, irritated Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers fired back at Mac Brown and you know called him a politician or whatever he called him. Uh, so they had a little bit of a war of words going on because Cal is on the West Coast and they hadn't been to the Rose Bowl in forever, and they had a chance to go, but the uh, the, the Rose Bowl chose the Longhorns, and they went out there and beat Michigan in that 04 Rose Bowl. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers got drafted by the Packers that April. Yeah, but he wore eight. He wore eight there, Buck. And that's where he's going to wear Because he can't wear number 12 with the New York J-E-T-E Jets, right. Jets, Jets. That belongs to one Joe Namath. Yeah, the, you know, when, when, I, when I was talking to kids about winning and learning, I, the only time I ever thought that I was losing was when I was at University of Illinois and playing Michigan every year. I almost knew what the fate of the game was going to be like. And that was just from experience after experience. Was I ever learning? I was just anticipating. That's all I was doing. I would call that just anticipating a spanking. At the, uh, a spanking, yes. At the hands of Bo Schembechler and yes. the Wolverines. I just, when, he would slap my, when he slapped my head coach in the face before the game, like slap him like he was like a little kid, like slap him across the face. Like, hey, John, slap. I was like, damn, we're going to lose again. That's going to be it. And what did you learn from that? I, I, just, I, just, I did learn how to lose. I just knew it. But when we play Ohio State, the best-looking group of football players I've ever seen, with the exception of Notre Dame coming off a bus, I just always, I would always just say to the offensive line coach, Mike Deal, I said, how are we going to, we're going to beat them again? Four years in a row, we're going to beat. Y'all beat them four years in a row? We never, I never lost never. to Ohio State. You never lost to Ohio State, but you never beat Michigan. Who, who was the coach at Ohio State? I think it was John Cooper. Yep. Oh, and, the hey, by the way, I looked it up, the point spread on that TCU-Colorado game right now. 14. 20, 21 and a half points. Oh. Yeah, yeah Horn Frogs. Chandler Morris, a quarterback. All right, speaking of the Big 12, uh, by the way, several people have said, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers and Cal lost big time to uh, to Texas Tech. That's right. Remember, Cal wanted to be in the Rose Bowl. They oh, yeah. ended up in the Holiday Bowl and got rolled by Mike Leach and the uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders by like 100. So, And then he went to the Green Bay Packers. All right, speaking of college football, yesterday we had some good conversations. I want to re-rack some of the highlights. Uh, we talked to Chris Level in Lubbock, uh, publisher of Red Raider Sports, also the sideline reporter for Red Raider Football. He's all tied in with that program. Well, you asked Chris yesterday, why so much optimism uh, in Lubbock? Coming off an 8-5 and five season in which the Red Raiders beat both Texas and Oklahoma and won their bowl game, uh, beat Ole Miss going away. Uh, and so a lot of confidence. Here's Chris Level yesterday coming out of the spring, coming out of the spring game. I think it's been a while around here, you know, to be honest. I mean, it's been a, a decade of just kind of – you've had a few decent seasons. Uh, you know, Cliff went to a bowl game uh, or two and – you know, Matt Wells, what he, he kind of took it, you know, kind of got this thing semi turned around, but just never been able to sustain any, you know, consistency or anything. But I think when you, when you finish out, uh, you know, the season last year with a four game winning streak and you win your bowl game the way that you do, and, and again, you're doing it with, you know, all these quarterbacks issues, but you just keep finding ways. Um, I, I think that's why there's some momentum here and you bring the bulk of your team back. 10 starters back on, on offense, and I think seven, maybe even eight on defense. And so the bulk of this group is back. And, I, you know, Joey kept his entire coaching staff in place with the exception of uh, Emmett Jones, who left for Oklahoma. But then he, he plucked uh, Juice Johnson from, from Baylor to replace him at, at wide receivers coach. So that's why people are excited. And, you know, Shuck is, I think, going to be the quarterback here, and I think for good reason. Uh, with the exception of just the two hiccups on Saturday, I think he's looked really good uh, in in spring ball all throughout. And I, I think that you know you got a 23 year old under center, 
I just think that again, there's a lot of reasons why you're you're, you're looking to. This team is old, you know. I yeah. mean, there, there's a lot of age and experience on this football team, and I think that translates. Yeah, old team coming off an eight-win season where they won four straight to finish the regular year in yep. their bowl game. So Texas Tech, Tyler Shuck. But there's nothing going through Lubbock. I, no, not this well, year. Remember, Lubbock has to come to Austin last game right. of the regular season, which could be a really big game if things. Uh, Played a plan here. Uh, all right, Buck. Also, and, and Tyler Shuck, Baron Morton would be the other option at quarterback for them, but uh, a lot of experienced players and a coach that has that team and that town believing in the Red Raiders. How about in Norman, Oklahoma? This is kind of ugly because, uh, you know, not only did Oklahoma go 6-7 and seven last year, remember they were 3-0, and 3-0. Oh. and oh. So they went 3-7 and seven down the stretch. Their defense collapsed. They were a bad football team in the last 10 games without a doubt. Oklahoma's talking about being back, and they're going to rise back. We had Tyler McComas yesterday and said their secondary is good, their linebacker is good, but a big question at defensive line. They're also not sure about their offensive line. And you know, you would have thought with, with Dylan Gabriel returning, speaking of 23-year-old quarterbacks, you would have thought that, okay, that you, at least you can build around that. He was maybe the best quarterback in the Big 12 last year when healthy. But Tyler McComas, who does radio up there in Oklahoma City, says not so fast. There's, the fans aren't sure they want Dylan Gabriel. Fan base is divided as to who the – starting quarterback should be this year yeah i mean it's it people are just spoiled here you know i mean they honored kyla murray on saturday heisman trophy winner baker mayfield came before him jalen hurts came after him who finished second in the heisman there's just people have gotten used to having the best quarterback in the country and dylan gabriel's a nice player he's not that so really kind of the the first time that you don't have that People all of a sudden think that Dylan Gabriel sucks and he's no good and Jackson Arnold should be the starter from day one. And, hey, well, maybe Jackson Arnold takes over at some point this year. But, yeah, like I, I think you could have a take that Dylan Gabriel is the best returning quarterback in the Big 12 this year. Maybe Jalen Daniels at KU would have a better claim. But Dylan Gabriel's in that conversation. But I think half the people here uh, think that he should be the starter. You can't start a true freshman. The other half want Jackson Arnold to start as, as soon as possible. Now, the fans aren't going to pick the quarterback. That's no. going to be Brett Venables and the coaching staff. Uh, something tells me they'll go with the veteran. But Jackson Arnold is the Oklahoma version of Arch Manning, right? He's a true freshman, uh, five-star kid, and they're already fired up that he's going to be the guy. I, I, I'm, I'm not with you on this. I don't think Oklahoma's going to take a big leap back to the top. You know? I just don't. I think they've got work to do. I think to be better. I don't think they're going to go 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games next year. I think the defense will be improved. But I still don't see them as a challenger for the Big 12. I the only thing that, that gives you pause on that is that Oklahoma's schedule is so dang easy. Have you seen Oklahoma's schedule? Uh, Tyler alluded to, to this with us yesterday, but because they dropped the Georgia game, remember they were going to play Georgia in the non-con this year, but because it's going to become a Big 12 game, they're just going to replace it. Look about that. They play UTEP. And let me feel if I find the 20. No, that's, the, that's last year's schedule. I need 2023 schedule for Oklahoma. Come on now, CBS Sports Line. Oklahoma football schedule 2023. They got Nebraska again, right? Uh, I don't think they do. Really? Uh, I do not. No, I don't think that's true. But let me look at it. But uh, I'll look at that coming. Let's play this cut real quick. Through this, uh, this is uh, Craig Smoke from uh, Sikkim, Sikkim 365. We talked to him yesterday too about the Baylor Bears. They also are coming off a six and seven season. They also have quarterback issues because uh, Bra- uh, Blake Shapin is back. They don't have much else. They had the Mississippi State transfer come in, who didn't have a great spring. Uh, you know, we, Craig Smoke is. Uh, 
You know, they might be better on defense for Dave Aranda. They might be a little bit improved in other areas, but they replaced four of their five offensive line starters. And if Shapin doesn't improve, they don't have many options. Here's Craig Smoke, not too optimistic not a, in Waco. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. just not a great feeling around right now that people are just super pumped and super confident and, and, and feeling like he's going to be the guy next year. And uh, when you don't really have another option to pivot to, and Dave Aranis talking about naming a starting quarterback, and all arrows point to the guy who's probably the same guy you saw last year, it's just not super inspiring the fan base. And so I'm, I'm curious to see kind of how that goes. Um, but you're right. Um, he, he had his opportunity last year. He didn't take full advantage of it. And I, I don't know what all can change enough to really – uh, flip that too much um, and change too much from what we've already seen. So that's that's definitely something to keep an eye on and, and something that a few people are a bit worried about, to say the least. And remember, the uh, Bears buck on dra- on recruiting signing day lost the commitment of Austin Novosad. Remember the kid from Dripping Springs, oh, the highly right. touted quarterback, our fall flex quarterback there, one of the top two, and he ended up flipping to Oregon uh, on recruiting them, I and that could have been a kid. I think he felt, and I think he felt a little bit better about that offensive line. He said they 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 lose some guys, but they four of the five. Yeah, but a lot of those guys got a lot of playing time, and they've got a nice running back going into. Well, they're going to run the year. ball with Jeff Grimes, and that's that's yes. clear. Um, you know, and look, I don't think they'll be six and seven, but is Baylor back to being twelve and two championship? No, I don't think so because I don't see the quarterback growing that much. I see him always getting just being about the same. Got a, he's got the baseball background. He's got a great arm, but yes, Blake Shapin may have a ceiling that that we found. And he's yes, got some two year. in him. He takes some. And really they didn't have weird great hits. weapons, right? I mean, Tyquan Th- Thornton was off to the NFL, and Abram Smith was gone. I mean, they they lost a lot of key weapons on both offense and defense at Baylor last year. Who was that freshman running back on Baylor last year that was so good? Kind of a power guy. Uh, they found a running back. Yeah, uh, and, and his name is escaping me. Uh, all right, so Oklahoma's schedule, Buck. Arkansas State, the Red Wolves will be in Norman on September 2nd. Then SMU, then Tulsa. That's their non-con. Okay. Garbage. They play SMU C- is favored to win the American Conference this year by the by the media. Okay. Just, just throwing that out there. Well, I mean, I'm just telling you. No, they should lose that game. <laughs> it's in Norman, too. Yeah, they should lose that It's in that Norman. Game. Then SMU. they play at Cincinnati with the Bearcats. Where you kind of still rebuilding a little bit. Luke Fickle. Iowa State in Norman, then they play Texas in Dallas, then they play UCF in Norman, Kansas, Oak State, West Virginia, BYU, TCU. They don't play Tech. They don't play Kansas State. Mm-mm. The other top teams, they, they dodge them from the big how did How did they get that kind of scheduling? I, I don't know. What the hell? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, who are the favorites? Texas, Texas Tech, K-State, Oklahoma dodges two of them. And they don't play anybody in the non-conference. So, I mean, Brett Venables, if improved and Dylan Gabriel plays well, they could you know, stumble to eight, eight or nine wins on that schedule. But does that mean they're going to be in contention? Because remember, not only did they go 6-7 and seven last year, Oklahoma went 3-6 and six in the Big 12. 3-6. and six. They were a three-win Big 12 team. They've got to improve that dramatically if they're going to be in the conversation with Texas. I mean, Texas was 6-3 and three and were a couple of late losses from playing the Big 12 title game a year ago. That's an argument of why they can take that next step. K State won the championship last year, so they're they're going to be back to defend. And you know Texas Tech is right there, I think as well with all the experience we just. Do you talked see about. anything from Kansas with the exception they've got their quarterback back and a pretty good head coach? Yeah, well I think can they take that next step with Lance Leopold there and uh, Jalen Jaden? What's what's the kid? I get them all confused. Jalen Jalen Daniels, Jalen Daniels, Jaden yeah. Daniels at LSU. Hey, let's get to the uh, blitz and gossip. Load that up. Let's come strong on a Tuesday. Uh, first though, here's Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip. It's brought to you by the Icy Cold Smooth Bud Lights. Tonight, Dish uh, Falk Field. Longhorns in Texas Southern. Longhorns are doing a break out of that little slump. They got swept by Oklahoma. We're going to talk to Coach Ty Harrington coming up next hour. 
figure out if he can help us uh, get this Longhorn team back on track or what it's going to take. Uh, also, the ills of college baseball. Five of the top ten teams in the country last weekend got swept. We'll get to tie about what's going on with that. But you can have a nice cold Bud Light tonight out at the ballpark. The official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas Texas, and the Texas OU game. Hey, Buck, let's load up the Blitz, 447-3776. Pretty interesting day yesterday on, on live television. So Tucker Carlson got whacked at Fox News. He had the primetime show, right, Tucker, whatever it's called. And then Don Lemon got whacked over at CNN. Then ESPN laid a bunch of people off. ESPN began these huge round of layoffs uh, from the Disney Corp, which was odd to see. And then how about on live television yesterday, Adam Schefter is doing one of their shows. They do NFL Live or whatever. And he breaks the Aaron Rodgers story during the live interviews. He's talking. He gets a text. And he's like, oh, hey, Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets. It's a done deal. Done deal. He wanted to get that out. Yeah, I mean, he was like live as it could be. But that was pretty cool. Hey, look, Ime, Ime Udoka is going to be the coach of the Texans. Better hide the wives hide down there. Hide your wives now down in Houston. Is someone for Tita married? I'm, no, come on. Wasn't that the story in Boston? She'll be that, a little old for him, Ime maybe. was uh, dabbling in the uh, the owner's wives' pool. He was dabbling in everybody's pool. Seemed like it. Workers. Sticking his toe in the deep end. I will say Ime is a handsome, handsome dude. But, uh, yeah, you... Hey, Ime, let's uh, let's let's keep it keep it zipped up this yeah, time around. Yeah, okay? yeah, you may want to try the refreshment the way, stands, people. <laughs> that might be a pretty good hire for the Tech or the Houston Rockets. I had his team in the finals last year, and I get good players, but he did a good job. Houston hoping to get that number one ping pong ball. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, Ime Udoka, lock up the wives. Coming to Houston. <laughs> hey, how about this? Uh, we told you yesterday about the Wrexham story in uh, in uh, European soccer. So Ryan Reynolds and his partner Rob McElhaney bought a team called Wrexham AFC for $2.5 million. It's pretty incredible. In Wrexham, in just their second season with the celebrity owners, the club clinched a promotion to the next level, the EFL. And money, it's the first money, time money. in 15 years. So in just two years since Ryan Reynolds bought that team with his partner, they've gotten their own FX docu-series. They, they played a game on ESPN. Uh, they clinched a promotion to the EFL, and Ryan Reynolds is now this uh, this box office guy. You're right. Mogul. You a Ryan Reynolds fan as an actor? I am. I like him. He's hard not to like, right? I yeah, mean, he's a good guy. Seems dude. like a good guy. Rob McElhaney is my favorite out of those two. What's he, he is, from? Is he? Uh, all, I can't. Still can't believe you've never seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't even know what channel that's on. It's on FX. Okay, it's on FX. And it's like the longest running. Now he he knows why he hadn't seen it. It's like 17 seasons. I think it's like the longest. It's been on for a while. Yeah. I know it has. I know it has. It's hilarious. I need to find it. I've heard about it. I just I don't even know where I'm. I have DirecTV. Where is my FX? I got to find it. It's also on Hulu if you have Hulu. I do have Hulu. And the Roku. Babe, you just get away from 998 or. No, I stick on 674, which is Astros. 677, which is Longhorn Network. You know, 212 is uh, NFL Network, 213 is MLB Network, 218 is Golf Channel. There you go. That's where I'm hanging out. Stay away from the 900s, do you? You get up there, you got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I would know I don't have DirecTV any longer. You mean the Ime Udoka channels? Yes. Hey, now. Uh, okay, so there was uh, your salacious gossip. It is brought to you by the Bud Lights. Let's get to your Blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck.
the half under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Here we go. First Blitzer, you're up. Hey, it's OU, Mark. First, it's a baseball sweep, and now we took your receiver. Let's say it together. Boomer. Hey, uh, that receiver was loser. running like that, that receiver, Brennan Thompson, was running like tenth on the de- eighth on the depth chart at Texas, right? Me, I mean, he fell behind Jonte Cook. You he know, didn't. he'll be good for he'll be good for going out and running and getting sandwiches like a track guy. Let's <laughs> go grab no. the sandwiches and come back. But I, I think he's going to be a good player. That's a nice get for Oklahoma, but it's also he won't play at Texas right now. I mean, what's but the he'll play, to- but he'll play there. Yeah. N- next blitzer, you're up. Well, y'all know who this is. Oh, this is. You longhorn hardballer. Ought to be ashamed of yourself again. Okies up again. Of course, most of the blame goes to that unlicensed plumber you got for a coach. Now to the longhorn pitching staff. Throw, strike. There is no defense for the walk. Come on. Thank you there, Otis. You need to get a new phone. Next, Blitzer, you're up. I have to quote National Imports Animals. Otis, my man. That was great hearing from Otis again. Otis is back. Is that it? That's not how they're oh! Shut it down! I'm thinking Otis oh, lost his gig. He... He's back. Otis lost, lost his, gig. his gig. What do you mean? Like, got fired? Yeah. Probably don't have a job. What was That's he doing? all right. I didn't know he had a job. <laughs> That's true. Otis from the trailer park from back in the day? Back in the day. We had a, one of our original Dirty 30 listeners, Ty, was Otis from the trailer park, and then he would show up at remotes in, like, a Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> what he called himself. We had cash. He was, he was fooling us. Hey, uh, sad news to wrap up the, the hour. Harry Belafonte, the uh, barrier-breaking singer, actor, activist, who uh, became a major force in the civil rights movement, has passed away at the age of 96. I'm getting close to these guys' numbers. 95, I thought he would be. 96. Rest in peace to Harry Belafonte. Yes, indeed. We'll come back. More on the NFL draft, more on college football, and certainly a little college baseball chatter with our skipper. Ty Harrington will jump in, try to uh, assess what's going on with the UT pitching staff and team. That's coming next on Beanie.